Joe, that has got to be one of the great offensive performances this franchise has ever seen from a unit. What did it feel like out there? Uh, you'd know that a lot better than I would know that if it is. Um, yeah, I think this keeps cutting out a little bit, but it, it uh, yeah, no, obviously felt good when we were in that rhythm. Um, obviously, I think that one stretch in the second quarter when they started switching, we got a bit stagnant, but then obviously found it again. Um, and obviously, even against the switching in the second half, being out to attack and get the matchups we want on the ball, and then obviously bringing the big into it, getting out of it, moving the ball, and, and teeing up pretty good looks for the rest of the half. You guys scored on 11 of your final 12 possessions. What did you see from Donovan and Mike in that stretch? Um, they did really good at scoring on 11 of the last 12 possessions. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, um, kind of back to what I was saying, the, the execution point, I think we figured out some things. Like I said, that, that one stretch in the second quarter, I think it was when they were switching, and we, we did get a bit stagnant, and we, we know teams are going to do that. We've talked we've talked about it. Um, but obviously, the, to find the... Like I said, the, the matchups we want, get the guys with the ball at the right time in the right position and then execute and obviously at the end of the day making some, some pretty tough shots too, but, but shots we've seen these guys make. Well, I watched, listened to you with uh, Pete, DJ PK. You talked about how fun <laughs> it is to play in front of 20,000 people and just yeah. play basketball. Tonight, from a fan standpoint, thank you because that was one of the most entertaining evenings I've had as an announcer in this league. That was an incredible basketball game. You've been in the league a long time too, right? I've been around for a while, not as long as the guy to my left. <laughs> you guys you guys are both old, that's why. And Joe, I didn't get a word in tonight either. Yeah, go, go give me a question. Come on. What you got okay, for Okay, I got a question for you then. The, the, the defense of the, of the um, Boston Celtics seemed to cause some problems there on the perimeter. I know they were switching all over the floor. Uh, but what the adjustment that Yudoka made there, in that, especially there in that second quarter, uh, tell me what happened there. Yeah, I think obviously the, the switching came in. They went with Horford at the five, um, and the guards are obviously super aggressive on the ball, trying to get steals and pressing full court, obviously trying to take us out of it. So, like I said, I think we, we did a good job of executing and, and figuring out what they were trying to do and, and kind of put it back on them. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. I'll make coffee. Thank you, Joe. The Jazz win it tonight. 137-130. That was the ball game. Was something else. Yeah. Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott. Where do you watch the game from? Uh, up here in the studio. Oh, you should have come into the arena that that one. We had uh, a bit of a divided attention tonight. It was oh, yeah. advantageous to be in the, in the studio. Yeah, that was over quickly, though. I, True. <laughs> I, I do. It reminds me of, I'd have to go back and look and see if my memory's right, but I remember that the, the when I was the Sonics announcer, that we played a game against Phoenix. Like, Ray Allen went for 50. Somebody on their team went for 50. It was like this insane game. And it was like the best game nobody ever saw in Seattle because of the the Seahawks. So I wonder, you know, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of fans that missed a heck of a game tonight. I don't blame them, but um, that, that was that was something else. You know, I didn't think I would see a game where a 51 attempt from the three-point line was necessary. <laughs> you know? and, that's, and, a, that's a great point, though. It was necessary tonight. 27 makes. Yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I talked to I had a couple buddies in the arena tonight and, and talked to people, diff, you know, off and on during the game as they came by. And, you know, to me, to a person, they're like, oh, there's no defense in this game. And, 
I, I didn't feel that. Better offense. I, mean, I just felt like it was better offense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I felt like guys were hustling, and I thought the coaching was terrific. You know, the yeah. adjustments made by both guys, and uh, it, it was it was a great game. Probably the best basketball we've seen this year. So the adjustments made it what it was. Because yeah. you, got, you, you put good players in position to make good plays. Uh, uncontested shots, uh, athletic sh- shots. I mean, it just put them in a good position to show the talent and, you know, what they could do. But, yeah, I mean, at some point, each team had a strategy tonight. And the offensive strategies were better than the defensive strategies. So did they have to come out of the – they had to come out of what they planned for. Yeah, I mean, saying. they spread yeah. us out and attacked, and it worked. Right. And we, they started switching, and we blistered their switches, and then they went to pick and roll, and then we blistered that. And then they went back to switching, and we went and got every matchup we wanted and beat all those guys. Yeah. Right? And, and vice versa. And, yeah, then, and there was, they got exactly what they wanted as well. There was growth tonight, too, because that was a awful officiating crew. Yeah. And there was the only snipping was from... Jake and I in here and you guys. The guys did, you know, they, they handled it pretty good. There were some tough calls that they played through, which I really liked. Yeah, and you know what? Like, this stretch of games to me is this really interesting question as the Jazz have this, statistically right now, the Jazz have an offense that is, like, historically great. There's not, we're only 20 games in the season. They haven't played a lot of good defenses. But they're nine points above average. That is actually only the last team to do that was the 73-win Warriors. They were actually only eight points above average. Like, there's something going on here. And we're going to find out in the next 10 games, 12 games against top 10 defenses, whether or not what's going on is that it's a really good offense or one of the better offenses or whether it's a historically great offense. The early indicator, (laughs) he's pretty good. I think, David, we need to give Mike Conley... Some oh my huge gosh. props for tonight. Was he just what a ball game? And he controlled it, right? I mean, those two, the two biggest plays of the night. He goes seven for seven for three. The two biggest plays of the night to me are the pick and rolls where he lobs to Rudy, and now they have to come out of that. And then they're back into the switching, and the Jazz kill that. Yep, I, I love the second lob. He threw a little bit higher because Williams was a little bit on it, and he just threw it elevated a little bit. But yeah, Mike was Mike was great, and those two plays were pivotal. Okay, by the way. Just because I was wondering if I was right. Are you ready? You were right. January, You're David Locke. January 22nd, 2006, Seattle beat Phoenix 152-149 in double <laughs> overtime. Ray Allen had 42. Luke Ridnour had 30. Sean Marion was the other guy. He had 37. Raja Bell had 31 in that game. Bing. And that was my uh, memory of what the greatest, and I'm, uh, I would guess... The January 22nd, 2006 would be when Seattle Seahawks beat the Carolina Panthers to make their first ever Super Bowl performance. Somewhat similar to the University of Utah making their first ever Rose Bowl performance, the equivalent at least in our marketplace. So what a night. How about that? What a For night. a weird little parallel of lives that nobody cares about but me. <laughs> well, tonight but I, certainly was a good one, that's for sure. Great job, guys. Thank I, you very much. Thanks, guys. Hey, Tim. Yo. Nice ride home, huh? Yeah, I'll think of you. Okay. I'm actually going to call you. Can I talk to you on the way home tonight? <laughs> my phone battery is just terrible. All right, man. I got a bad battery. <laughs> I'll talk to you he on does, Sunday. He does have a bad battery, but I bet by the time he gets home, he can plug it in. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, just dude. a thought. He does have electricity. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, wow, guys. What a night. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate guys. it.
137 to 130. It was a good one indeed. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, 137 to 130. Jazz win. Great fourth quarter performance from Donovan Mitchell and uh, Michael Conley. And a hard-fought performance, Coach. This was uh, Locke talked a lot about it. This was a great basketball game, well played on both sides, and the Jazz came out on top. Yeah, it kind of felt like one of those uh, heavyweight fights where, you know, every t- each time down, it was like a team would land a blow. Um, and I just, with the resiliency of the Jazz, the way they played through uh, a great outing by Boston, the way Boston schemed them was really good. Uh, but that was that was one that I think will pay dividends down the road, the way the Jazz kind of hung in there all game long and then figured out a way in the clutch to win the game. Jazz had 27 made threes, 27 out of 51. It's the most threes surrendered by a Boston Celtic team ever, and the old high was 24. Wow. So, uh, I thought you were going to say since Red Arbach, but then they didn't have the three. That there. wouldn't make sense. Cigars, but no, no three ball. That would not make sense. Donovan Mitchell had 34 tonight to lead the way for the Jazz, but – a lot of guys having great nights. Uh, uh, Mike Conley was just terrific. Twenty. Oh, I should. By the way, before we move on from Donovan, he also had six assists. He had yeah. a bunch of nice passes. Really tonight. nice. Uh, Twenty nine points from Mike Conley. He had seven assists. Rudy with eighteen and twelve to go along with two block shots. Bogdanovich with sixteen. Royce O'Neal with twelve and ten. A double double for Royce coming back. He also had five assists. And Jordan Clarkson had eleven points uh, coming in off the bench. And let's mention Joe too, who was three of five shooting, had nine points, three rebounds, and two assists. You know, a storyline coming into this one was how would Joe do going back at the bench, and he played well tonight. He did. He, he played better as the game went on. Uh, felt like he was actually really instrumental down the stretch, made a couple shots. And, um, yeah, Joe Joe is is so versatile, does a great job in those big moments, uh, and going three for five tonight was exactly what they needed from him. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. What did you think about Donovan tonight? 34, 12, 22 shooting, 6 of 14 from three, but it's – it's how he got him through most of the game and then when he got him in at the end. Yeah, he had a nice patience to him. Uh, Boston was really kind of hell-bent on taking him away, face-guarding, not letting him come to the ball. And I thought he did a great job of facilitating, using um, you know, a guy covering him to let the other guys, uh, you know, his spacing was really vital there. And then just down the stretch, like he always does, the way he closed that game, the, the ridiculous three he made, uh, on the left wing, you know, just that's the kind of stuff that you feel like Donovan just kind of wills those shots in the fourth quarter. But I thought overall a great, great game by Donovan Mitchell. Six assists, as you mentioned, only two turnovers and 12 for 22 from the field. 37 for Jason Tatum, uh, 12 of 25 shooting, two of 11 from three, but he did a lot of damage to the line, 11 from 11, uh, for 11. Al Horford with quite the game, 21 points, nine assists and six rebounds. Nine assists for Al Horford. How about that? Marcus Smart with 15. Dennis Schroeder with 26. And both teams really shot the ball well. They were both over 50%, 51.5 for the Celtics. Jazz shot 55.5 from the field. But, again, the Jazz from three were 27 to 51, 52.9%. As well, uh, the Celtics, 14 of 39. So, I mean, both teams really shot the ball, but the Jazz in fuego. Jazz were in fuego. Um the Jazz did a better job in the second half of, of not turning the ball over as much. They ended up with 20 total turnovers, but they did give up 31 points. That was, to me, the that stretch in the game when they turned the ball over kind of time after time in the first half. That really kind of gave the Celtics life. But 
I was really impressed, even though, you know, that kind of got away from the Jazz. They did a good job as the game went on taking care of the ball. Thought they matched the physicality well. And, and they learned tonight playing through switches and playing through some physicality, figuring out a way to get that thing done. All right, the Jazz win tonight, uh, 137 to 130 over the Boston Celtics. Coming up next, we'll get you some sound from Coach Snyder, the players as well. Stay tuned. Jazz game night, post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Three, two, Shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz victorious tonight over the Celtics, 137 and 130. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Uh, Coach Lacombe, what should we start with tonight? Let's, uh, why don't we go with uh, the score big promotion with Arby's, Coach, because everybody loves... Free roast beef sandwiches this season when the Jazz score 111 or more points in a Jazz game. Jazz app users score free Arby's classic roast beef sandwich the next day. Download the Utah Jazz app. Turn on notifications and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. Uh, if they only had to get to 111, they surpassed that uh, easily tonight, Coach, with 137 total points against Boston 130. But tonight was uh, a lot of offense, a lot of made shots. Yeah, the offensive ratings are crazy uh, unofficially, but – the Jazz at a 137.4, Boston at a 130. Um, effective field goal percentage, the Jazz shot nearly 73%. Ooh. And Boston shot 60. So it, it, it was a, a great offensive performance. I always have believed that uh, if you play offense right, the, the defense is, is always going to be wrong because you're playing a numbers game. Uh, I thought the Jazz really stuck with it tonight, uh, did not – kind of revert to trying to do it on their own. I love the number of assists as well, 26 assists, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and so just all the things we've talked about all year long, uh, Jazz passed a lot of tests tonight. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, let's start to hear some postgame sound. Let's get things started off with uh, the coach. Head down to the, <clears throat> excuse me, the media room and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Turn over the thoughts on that one after you know you guys shot the ball so well, and obviously that was a huge part of the win. But you know, do you feel like your level play was where you want to be, or where you were I think at certain points in the game, there were things that we did. Um, in the first half, you know, there was a stretch where we just we weren't, you know, we just turned it over, and and a lot of them were unforced, where we just were were sloppy or careless. Um, you know, I think they had 20 points off our turnovers in, in the first half. Um, and then the second half, um, you know, when you do that, you know, they started to get it going. Tatum started to get it going. Marcus Smart hit some big shots. Um, you know, we didn't defend at the level that we need to, as evidenced by the 41 we gave up in the third quarter. Um, but we were able to score and I think put ourselves in a position where I thought the way we executed down the stretch was really good. You know, I thought both... Our defense took a step up um, and offensively we were recognizing some situations where they were trying to switch people out into pick and roll and did a good job of reacting. And obviously, you know, our, our two guards were, were, uh, were terrific. 
When it comes to those shooting numbers, is there anything you can point to for the reason, or was it just one of those nights that guys just made shots? You know, I, I think it's, you know, I, I think we, I think the ball moved where we got some good catch and shoots, but, you know, I thought Donovan early, you know, made the right read. We've talked about that, you know, they're switching and pick and roll and the guy that's switching onto him is back. And, you know, that's an open shot. Um, you know, I think we've got some guys that um, have not shot it as well as, as they will continue to. So there's some nights where you, they don't, you don't make, and then, you know, you get a night like tonight where the ball goes in and, um, you know, we took advantage of it. it. Seems like when you guys have one of those large number of turnover games, right. the bulk of them come in the first half, and then it seemed to settle down post half. Is that just kind of um, recognizing what happened, adjusting to it? Or I think there were some specific situations that that hurt us, um, where where we were, um, you know, not not we were being simple offensively, but um, there were more people involved in the play there were more passes being made and, and against these guys every time, you know, we've talked about this before, you know, you like ball movement, but you know, a lot of those turnovers came on passes, which were ball movement. Um, and when we figured out that we needed to attack at the beginning of the possession, um, you know, and then the ball movement comes after you get an advantage instead of, you know, just being pressured out there. I don't know what that feels like, but it doesn't look fun to be pressured by Dennis Schroeder full court and Marcus Smart and those guys. And obviously our guards did a good job against it. Um, with some of the other guys that also turned the ball over. Uh, some of them are just, you know, they're not things that I feel like, you know, guys just got to dig in and be determined. Whatever the case is, don't, don't throw it to the other team and be tougher mentally in those situations. I did. I do think, you know, we, we, we wanted to just play more straight pick and roll in the second half. Um, and primarily just to spread the floor even more. Um, and I thought that, you know, gave, gave our, our better ball handlers a chance to, to be the ones that are attacking. Um, and then some other guys obviously benefited from that. Royce O'Neal seemed to really answer the bell in the second quarter when the team was struggling. What did you see from him? He's been, you know, it's the, that bell keeps ringing and he keeps answering it. It's, uh, you know, what he's given us, you know, in terms of, you know, his toughness defensively. And then, you know, he's been really consistently opportunistic making a shot. You know, he knows when he knows when a shot's going to come and he's confident shooting it. And um, oftentimes the baskets that he gets, you know, they're, they're big buckets. There you go, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Sometimes I love coaches' simplicity. Whatever you do, don't throw it to the other team. <laughs> well, sometimes you have to be that, you know, you have to be that uh, direct um, and not mince words. But we, we used to use the term get shots because you're getting shots, you're not throwing it to them. But, yeah, the more simple and direct and clear you can be, the better. If I'm doing my math right. The Jazz ended the night with 19 total turnovers, but I believe only seven in the second half. Didn't we have 12 at halftime? They did, yeah. So uh, only uh, – only seven in the second half. That certainly is an improvement. And, you know, take care of the ball. He obviously leads to more shots, as you say. And that's, you know, in a game like this where both teams are going, you know, at each other, um, those possessions are really important. And so the Jazz figuring that out. And, again, I, I think there's there's something to be said here because it is uh, the recipe that the Clippers threw at the Jazz last year. They went small and they spread them out and they switched everything and they were ultra-physical with them. Uh, and tonight the Jazz passed a bunch of tests. They kept moving the ball. They didn't let the ball stick. 
um, you know, I thought that the way they kept their head and their composure was so was so good. That was that was a growing thing for them tonight. Yeah, we saw Rudy and uh, who was it? Williams, right? Which Williams was it? In fact, because they have two. Uh, Grant. It was Grant Williams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rudy and Grant Williams got into it a little bit. Uh, you heard Locke talk about how the, you know that's the book to play Rudy physically, and then didn't hear another thing about it, and didn't seem to take Rudy out of his game at all, and. Yeah, the Boston did some things that usually bother the Jazz, and I think it's a good sign. It obviously didn't take them off their stride. They had their best offensive performance of the year. And, and everybody everybody helped. I mean, you mentioned Royce O'Neal, but for him to have a line like he did tonight, it's so impressive. He was great. He was great. So, um, yeah, overall just a, a, a tremendous basketball game. Credit to the Celtics for the way they played tonight too. Um, it, it was a very, very high-level high game, and the Jazz figured out a way to win that thing, and that was that's a real – feather in their cap tonight all right uh post game of course is brought to you by our friends at mark miller subaru the my subaru is campaign features real stories from real mark miller subaru customers subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share read some and share your own at my your final jazz beat the celtics 137 to 130 we'll have player sound for you coming up next 97.5 and 1280 the zone Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post-game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com, your final. Jazz beat the Celtics 137-130. to Let's get a look at your points in the paint tonight. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, uh, points in the paint coach. Uh, Jazz actually uh, down by a big margin, 50 to 36. That's probably the biggest deficit we've seen for the Jazz of points in the paint this year. But I guess on a night where you make 27 threes, uh, points in the paint wasn't wasn't what the game was about tonight. Yeah, when you look at the shot chart, the you know the Boston, we talked about this, they love to play in that, in that mid-range. And they did a nice job of, of kind of setting up camp there so they were going to get more done there the, the numbers from the jazz from three are crazy if you break down uh across the board on all threes they were 53 percent the corner three they were 64 percent and a non-corner three they were 50 percent so um the jazz did a great job of continuing to move the ball they got threes in transition they got them in ball screens but the the ones i love tonight were just the the pinpoint passing coming off of ball screens and finding guys the extra passes, like the extra one to Conley there at the end, um, just that that's jazz basketball. And when they are playing off that pass, man, they are they're deadly. Thought Donovan did a nice job um picking and choosing when to pass and when to go up. Uh when he got into the lane, hit Royce for a nice three, hit Mike at least once for a nice three. I mean, it just seemed like he had his eyes. I hit Bogdanovich in the first half for a nice three. It just seems like uh, we talk so much about Donovan Mitchell and where his improvement has come from over the years. He's talked about reads forever, and it felt like his reads were pretty good. There's a there's a tendency at times for guys when they get in a funk to kind of predetermine what they're going to do. And you pointed it out a couple times, Donovan, the one play in particular that he hit Royce in the corner, he really, I think maybe two, three weeks ago, might have shot that, that floater. Yeah. Um, but it's understanding, hey, man, there's no one within five feet of Royce over there, and I'm going to get him a catch-and-shoot three, uh, which is going to be better than me kind of trying to float one over one of the big guys. 
So it's a, it's a recognition thing, too, and a maturity thing. But I agree. I think Donovan made some really big plays, being the focal point, obviously, the scouting report, but uh, still making plays for, for other guys. Let's get some player sound. Let's go back down to the media room and hear from Rudy Gobert. I mean, they scored the 130 points. So as a defending mighty team, it's not, it doesn't feel great. Uh, it feels good to get that win because we could have broke down and we could, uh, you know, stop playing the right way offensively. But we kept moving the ball, we kept attacking, we kept trusting one another, and it's a huge win for us. But uh, yeah, they, especially third quarter. I think the third quarter they scored 41 points. Uh, uh, Got to do a better job defensively for sure. Offensively, though, you know, they switch a lot and do a good job of kind of keeping perimeter contained. And you guys broke through that. How, how was that? It felt great. I mean, we, we, we really felt like uh, most of the time we were getting, you know, a great shot, either from uh, attacking the rim, finding the bigs, or just uh, attacking the rim and finding the, the shooters and then, you know, move the ball and find the open man. And we did a great job making shots. So it's uh, feels good. But uh, yeah, we definitely gotta be better defensively because there's some games where you might not uh, shoot that way, and uh, we don't want to lose those games. What were they, they doing early that, with the pressure, they kind of forced you guys into being so uh, Just try to blow things up. I think they they really try to be disruptive, uh, try to have us uh, lose our rhythm, and uh, they did at times, you know. But when once we are. Uh, we kind of started to be more aggressive and just attack them. Uh, it was harder for them to, to contain us. So I think, I think we, we fall too much. I think we, there's a lot of times when we just got to show our hands and, and obviously the, the, the officials didn't help us at all tonight, <laughs> but, uh, there's a lot of times when, uh, you know, we're in a position when we, we're in a good position and we, <clears throat> they're about to take a tough shot and we just reach down, swipe down and we might get the ball, we might get the hand, we might get not hit anything. Tonight there was gonna be there was gonna call a foul regardless. So we got we can't give them an opportunity to 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 call a foul on this and uh we gotta be more disciplined. And uh and in the first half I thought that uh, you know I was uh personally I thought Arrow Ford had a had a great first half, especially second quarter. I got caught in no man's land too much. I think uh I was more decisive in the second half. I was completely going to help and and then trusting my teammates to to rotate and uh, we did a better job in the second half. When it comes to that kind of physicality, it seems like the refs have been allowing a little bit more of that this season. Did you feel like it kind of went back to I guess normal times tonight? I like to play physical. I think uh, tonight, I think there was a few times when I got penalized when uh, you know I was just playing the game. And they were allowing them to do things to me that, you know, they they weren't allowing us to do to them. And uh, a few a few a few times, I mean, I, I played uh, six minutes with five fouls, <laughs> but uh, you know, we just gotta fight through it when it's like that. We know that, you know, with the Utah Jazz as usual. So uh, just kind of keep getting better, fight through it. Uh, hopefully, you know, uh, people watch and see what you know what's happening, but. Uh, at the same time, it's an opportunity for us to, to just get more disciplined and stronger mentally. And we can't just count, um, you know, uh, people that are not one of us on the court to, to, to help us, definitely. They talked a lot about your game. It's how much stronger you've gotten since when you first got into the NBA. What 
what has that done for you? But at the same time, I mean, you know, you get you used to get pushed around a little bit more. And now you do a lot of pushing around, but you also get penalized. I mean, yeah, I put a lot of work. I'm lifting as we speak. I was lifting. Uh, so yeah, just the work paying off. You know, I know that it's very important. Um, I know that you know guys that are smaller than me are gonna try to push me off the spot. Um, you know, so I have to really keep getting stronger and keep getting more balanced. And uh, it really helped my game. You know, over the years to 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 get a stronger base. Uh, you know, my my rebounding has been better and better. My finishing, uh, everything. And I feel like I've been able to also stay uh, away from injuries even more by being stronger. So. Um, just the work, you know, just the work paying off. I was huge, you know, it was huge and, you know, it was great to have him back, especially with Tatum, uh, to have him back tonight. Uh, he does uh, so many things, you know, on the court uh, to help the team and uh, it's hard to, to put the value into all the things that he does. So it's great to have him back. There's Rudy Gobert right there. His postgame comments, and Rudy was great tonight. 18 points, 12 boards, had a couple of uh, block shots. I thought uh, what Rudy was saying there, adjustment on Al Horford in the second half was really fascinating. Um, you know, said he trusted his teammates a little bit more, got out on Horford, and it turned out to be effective. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of the challenges because Rudy wants to help. You know, his instinct is to be there and be, be out, be able to help his teammates and get out to the shooters. Um, and he did have to not help as much and really kind of allow guys to guard. Um, you know, I thought Rudy, the, the comment he made that really struck me was when he said um, that it didn't, you know, the, the physicality, the calls, the switching, all that stuff did not really get him out of the rhythm for extended periods of time. And that was really, I think, the important facet of tonight, the, the way they stayed with it. They didn't, uh, you know, they didn't resort to some of the stuff we've seen this year, and they kind of just uh, – looked inward as opposed to, you know, at the refs or, or whatever. Um, I thought that was, was really kind of telling. And, um, you know, Rudy wasn't happy with giving up that many points, but I, I can guarantee he's happy they won. While we're speaking of Rudy, let's get to your Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Lot Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Lot Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Still undefeated Master of the Glass, Rudy Gobert, with 12 rebounds tonight. Three of those were offensive rebounds. However, Shout out to Royce O'Neal, who had a double-double tonight as well with 12 and 10. Yeah, Royce was there with a lot of, of contested rebounds, and with Rudy kind of cleared out at times, Royce had to go get him, and he did a great job of getting his share. Uh, a very, very uh, good night for Royce. Helped, helped the team in a lot of different ways. Jazz crushed Boston on the glass, 44 to 30. Wow. That's, that is, uh, that's one thing this team is elite at, I think, and – as they continue to focus on it, not give up second chances and be able to clear the boards, it's just going to make the you know the ability to get out in transition and, and get shooting the ball. Now that they're shooting the ball, that's three games in a row they've made near uh, what they make nineteen or twenty last game, and, and tonight was incre- was absolutely incredible. So, the first of the year the shots weren't going down, but now they are. All right, let's get back down to the media room. Let's keep the post game sound rolling. Let's now hear from Donovan Mitchell. You guys just shot incredibly tonight. And was it what kind of did you like the kind of shots you were getting? And kind of what was the, the key to getting the open 
uh, yeah, you know, he's talking about me as a group. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, we, we got a lot of good looks. The real thing that only led him back in the game is the tur- our turnovers. You know, we did a lot of things well, you know, and then our defense kind of led up. But, like, offensively, man, we we're moving it, pinging it, doing our things. And the problem is our turnovers weren't, like, aggressive turnovers. You know, you'll take the ones where you're driving and then you try and pass or you try to make something happen. But it's the ones where you're just, like, you know, the, the loud passes or the, the soft stuff like that. Um, that that's the one we got to fix and correct. And we ended up doing it throughout the game. I think we had 11 and a half and only 16 in the game. So um, <clears throat> that's the one thing that hurt us. But as far as looks go, we, we did a lot of good things. We got a, a lot of good looks. You guys were up seven with two minutes to go, and then they cut it to two, and it kind of felt like the Memphis game and the New Orleans game. And what did you guys do different? Um, we got when we got stops, we we hit shots, and you know we just executed. That's really it when it comes down to it. There's a certain point in the game where you just got to be like, all right. I'm executing, you know, we're going to go out there and, and pinpoint on both ends of the floor, you know. Uh, I think Royce did a phenomenal job. I know Jason had 37, but, you know, he made it tough. It was a tough 37, you know, at the end of the day. And he's a talented player. He's going to get, you know, he's going to get out for Royce, made it tough for him. We all did, um, you know, shorter got going late, you know. But for us, it's just like just making it tough. And, you know, when it comes down to it, locking in and being able to execute. Thank you, guys. Shooting well all game long, but then it seemed like you got particularly efficient during the last couple of minutes. Was anything specifically different during the time? Focus, or you guys it's, just like- it's just the focus. Like, I think you play with a group for so long, it's fluid. You know, it's, it's coach doesn't even have to say anything. We know, all right, cool, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, we know where to be. You know, if coach says one thing, it's like, all right, we know exactly where our spots are. We know what the mismatch is. We know what they're doing. And it just comes from preparation, you know, and I got to give coach credit for that too, because we cover every damn situation in practice or shoot around. So when we come into the game, it's like, you know, we've seen it eight times already. So now it's just being able to execute and hit shots out of it. How do you evaluate the team's defense tonight? Up and down. I think we did we did a lot of good things, you know, but we also did a lot of things, including myself, you know, not missed blockouts, um, back doors, uh, little things. We also missed execution. And when a guy goes, we were kind of caught in between, especially the bigs, because Al Horford was shooting the hell out of the ball. So they didn't know whether it rotates. Then we cleaned it up. You know what I mean? A lot of things, just being able to adjust. It's not going to be perfect every night. You know, uh, at the end of the day, we want to be a great defensive team, but there's going to be nights where you just got to be able to find a way. And tonight was one of those nights. I think you've been face guarded more this year than before. Is that fair to say? And B, how do you kind of deal with you know, you can even go back to the playoffs uh, last year when it got to that point. But I think the, the biggest thing that helps is when you have Mike out there, you know, Joe out there, you know, and I'm, I'm learning how to play off the ball a little bit more. Uh, I think I spent, I spent really a lot of time this summer working on that, um, just being able to make look reads easier, just go back door. If I don't get it, I'm going to draw somebody, they have a shot. If I do get it, I'm able to create. So even being a screener, even being a being a screener and just creating confusion, that's been the biggest thing. And, you know, tonight was, I, I think I did a pretty good job of it. I'm just continuing to to build as the season goes on. You've got a run of top 10 defenses you're playing against here with Boston, Cleveland, Minnesota here. Uh, is that, do you look forward to that kind of as an opportunity to show like, hey, we can do this against? Yeah, this is this is, the, this is what we've been waiting for, man. Like just continuing to, to excel, you know, and do our things. Um, somebody one of you guys asked it this morning you know is this like the start of something i wouldn't say that you know but at the end of the i would say you know if we continue to play at this pace continue to play the way we've been playing we can continue to build and get better and better and you know and may like i said it may not always be pretty you know we got tough teams coming up got teams who are playing you know really good defense you know really aggressive really physical so we got to continue to execute and, and do what we do and be a good shape thank you 
There you recording. go, Don, Donovan Mitchell and his uh, post-game comments. Donovan Mitchell tonight was really great. 34 points, 6 assists. He grabbed a rebound, 12-22 uh, from the field, 6-14 uh, from 3. You heard him talk about the turnovers. Donovan had two total turnovers, both in the first half, so he obviously cleaned it up uh, big time in the second. And then, of course, the, the performance of the, the Jazz backcourt tonight, some special, 29 and 7 assists for Mike Conley and 4 rebounds. Yeah, I thought Donovan, you know, he he talked about those turnovers and how they've got to get better. I, I like that even after a game that they, they figured out a hard-fought way to get back, you know, all these guys are talking about the, the couple things that they feel like they can improve on. And, um, you know, that really was the only piece of the game. The turnover part of the game was was a little bit iffy. I, I thought that the Jazz were, were pretty locked in defensively. Boston did a great job of executing and, and moving the ball ahead of them. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it was it was great guard play tonight. Donovan and and Mike were were stellar. I'm a little bummed we didn't get the comment. Apparently, Ben Anderson tweeted out that Donovan's sweater was itching. He complained about his itchy yeah, sweater. Didn't, didn't hear that. And apparently, Rudy did the entire interview he did with no shirt on. So that's quite the contrast. I'm take my sweater off right now. <laughs> I want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, uh, the Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MBEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. Jazz win tonight. Uh, great game, 137-130 over the Boston Celtics. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Share your own and read more at mysubaruis.com. We'll have more for you coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight over the Celtics, 137-130. to 130. Um, Of course, Utah going to the Rose Bowl. They beat Oregon tonight in the Pac-12 championship game in football. And how about, we just watched the end of it, Coach. How about BYU Women's soccer, they're going to the NCAA National Championship game on Monday against Florida State. They just beat Santa Clara in uh, what are they, a shootout? Shootout. Uh, in a Penalty shootout? Kicks. Penalty kicks. And, uh, wow, what an exciting conclusion there. They're headed to the National Championship game. No big deal. What a, what a start to the weekend in local sports. And we got football all day tomorrow, conference championship games. It's going to be fun. Uh, but congrats to Kyle Whittingham. Uh, that team telling you what they've been through this year like you said before when you're talking before the game almost you could make a movie out of it totally and uh just an absolutely awesome moment for them congrats to them and then uh jen rockwood and byu women's soccer Uh, i had the opportunity working at byu for 12 years and got to know uh, coach rockwood really well and you want to talk about one of the great people and and great coaches out there so just so happy for everybody involved a great night here in the state no kidding. So now, uh, obviously, the all the pressure is on the Aggies. They got to go out and take home that Mountain West Conference Championship tomorrow. Yeah, and beat uh, those Aztecs. I did talk to Scotty G tonight uh, during the game, and he's in Carson, California, getting ready to call that bad boy tomorrow. But um, you know, I think the Aggies are feeling pretty good about it. All right, why not? Boy, would that be something for the state? Couple of conference championships. 
Uh, women's soccer going to a national championship game. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Sports is pretty good around here these days. Kalani and his crew had a heck yeah, of a year. Yeah, had a heck of a year in the Jazz. Uh, in the now jazz. we're playing their bas- best basketball, and tonight really was uh, uh, the, was a great game, no doubt about it. <clears throat> uh, we'll get you some more post-game sound, but let's, uh, let's look at your uh, Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight, uh, Boston was perfect from the line 22 of 22. The Jazz were 20 of 23. Man, you've got to like that if a team can get to the line 23 times. Maybe you don't like Boston going to the line 22, but 23 is a nice number to go to the line. And Boston didn't, you know, the, the Jazz are, are uh, predominantly pretty good at getting to the line. The, the, the Celtics not so much, but tonight the Celtics did a good job the second half getting to the line, drawing fouls. Um, you know, the Jazz made... Uh, the free throws count, and, um, you know, that's going to be an important element because shots aren't always going to fall like they did tonight. So to be able to have a couple different streams of, of ways to get points, and the free throw line for the Jazz has been really good this year. All right, let's keep the post-game sound rolling. Let's go back down to the media room and hear now from Mike Conley. Mike, tell me about the evolution of your three-point shot over the course of your career. Yeah, tonight was different, but um... – it was something I knew coming into the league that, you know, was going to define me as a player. And because um, I wasn't known as a shooter, I was more in the paint. And as the game, to, you know, started to transition to more outside shooting and more three point opportunities, I just, you know, after summer after summer, just started thinking, like, hey, I got to adapt or, or die in this league. So um, really worked on it very hard. And I'm on a team that creates a lot of space and opportunities for it. So, I get a lot of good looks, and um, I've I've developed developed it enough to where I feel like I can knock it down, and um, and you know just gotta get those opportunities. Do you feel like they came in bits and spurts, or do you think it was just a steady progression over the career? Um, I thought it, it it I really made a jump my like second and third year. Um, I think I made a jump to like shooting like forty percent one year, and um, it was on low attempts though, and. But it was it was a much better uh, improved year, and then after that, I started getting more opportunities as far as you know, you know, getting more opportunities shooting the ball and having the ball in my hand a lot more as I got older, and um, so the confidence kind of just built with that, you know, with more responsibility, and uh, you know, we're here today just you know, continuing to try to get better at it. You hit one of the tougher threes kind of consistently in the league, which is you're going around Rudy, and you're going to your right, but you shoot obviously with your left. What what do you see on that shot? Because not a lot of guys shoot that. Um, it's actually my favorite, one of my favorite shots, um, going, especially off of Rudy and going off to my right side. And, um, I really got good balance going that way. And just, you know, I've done it so much that you don't really need to look, you know, at the rim, as long as I know where the spots at, I've kind of know where I'm going and, um, you know, just repetition and, and having the confidence to take, take those shots and knowing that you've done it over and over again. Um, just allows me to feel good in, in those situations. Is that a shot you got with Mark very much? Um, I got it a little, I got it with Mark too. It was a little different. Mark popped uh, as opposed to uh, Rudy rolling. So uh, it was a little bit different look. So a lot of times I might throw it back to, uh, to Mark at the, you know, at the top of the key and come back and get it and then get back to the right side and shoot it. So it just looks a little bit different, but kind of get to it um, however we get to it. Rudy kind of mentioned that the turnover issues were due to not being aggressive enough at times. And you had to kind of find the right balance, especially against a team that's you know, kind of putting on, putting on as much pressure as possible. Yeah, 
uh, yeah, this is exactly that. I think a lot of it was us. We were trying to do the right thing. You know, guys are getting pressured up at half court, but we're trying to run plays and just, you know, get the guys the the ball the right spots. But sometimes, like what Coach was saying, was, you know, if they're going to pressure, we just got to go. We got to get faster, get play with more force, get to the paint, force them into rotations that way as opposed to um, trying to run our sets like we normally try to do, uh, especially in late-game situations. So I thought we did a good job adjusting to it because uh, that did bother us a little bit and um, we were able to, to to finish out the game and close it out. Deeper tonight, at least the first early ones. Was that part of the game plan, or does that just kind of like happen? No, it's just feel. You know, uh, I'm not going to shoot from you know Dame Lillard or Steph range that often, but um, we practice it. So uh, if we're open and feeling good about it, we we take them. Coach doesn't mind that, especially if we're making them. So uh, it was just a feel thing for for me early. Comes to those deep threes, is that different than I guess just a normal three pointer? Like learning how to do those? Uh, it's it's not much different. It's just you know you have to practice it. You know you have to be able to to understand how much you need to jump, how much power you have to put into it because it is a different shot. Um, a lot can go wrong from that that distance. So um, being precise with it and being on balance is key. And uh, it's like I said, it's stuff that we practice all the time. And you know we might not do it all the time, but when we do, we're, we've, you know, prepared for it. Can you tell you're hot before a game? Or does it have to come in the flow? Like, can you tell during shoot around? No, not really. I didn't shoot the ball very well in shoot around today. So I didn't, uh, it doesn't really translate, you know, like that. I think it just, once you get in the game and you make your first shot, make your second, and it's like, okay, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those nights you feel real good about it. And um, then a couple of them you'll make that, you can't even see the rim. Somebody's in your face, and and you know it's a special kind of night. So, um, you know, just playing it, playing the game, and taking the reads that we get, and, and that's just how you know how I approached it. As soon as it leaves your hand, I mean, do you know. Yeah, there's a few of them. I wanted to, as soon as I shot, like turn around, start running, not look at it, go in. I knew it was going in, but uh, I just held held my pose and made sure it went in. And um, yeah, I was feeling good about it. Do you know that you're that hot, or do you know that stat as you're playing, or does that you look at the stat sheet and be like, oh, wow? Uh, not uh, not really. Like tonight, especially, like I turned the ball over a couple of times, and that's all I was thinking about. Then uh, I come down and make a three or make a three, and, and but my mind was still, like, mad about turnovers. I wasn't thinking about the threes as much. And, and then somebody came up to me and said, you you know, you're hot, hot. Like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. So I was like, all right. So I look for my opportunities, and, um, you know, I was going in. I didn't see too much rust. I thought he stepped right back in to do what he does. He he guarded Tatum well. He uh, spread the floor. He made shots when he needed to. He got on the offensive glass. I mean, all the things we spoke about this morning about what he brings is the intangibles and the little things that you don't don't show up uh, on on the nightly news. So um, he's so important for us. And uh, tonight he did another fantastic job of of being who he is and and kind of that rock for our team. You guys were up seven or eight, they got within two, and then all of a sudden the execution seemed to go up a notch. What's, what's happening during that stretch? Uh, we've had a lot of talks over the last week or so just about, you know, our, our crunch time plays and what we want to get out of them. And um, we've kind of, you know, shortened that list and made it simple. Um, a couple plays here, a couple plays there, but 
we wanted to have the ball in certain people's hands in certain times. And and tonight we did a really good job of just being able to 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 know when and where to to allow those certain people to do that. And you know, Donovan did a great job. You know, Rudy, Boyan, everybody's you know doing what they're supposed to do with them in the last couple of minutes. And uh, and that's just on the offensive end. Defensively, we were you know once again we had to lock in on a, on another level and try to get a stop when we needed it most and and convert it on the other end and. You know, we did exactly what we talked about. All right, there you go, Mike Conley, who was uh, who was just special tonight. Um, Twenty nine points, seven assists, four rebounds. Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell down the stretch were seven for seven and five for five from three. Yeah, the, four, five minutes to go in the game. The Jazz down four, one thirteen, one oh nine, and Mike Conley hits a twenty six footer. Uh, followed by those two lob plays that that David mentioned that he threw to Rudy off the high pick and roll. Um, Donovan scores on a layup, makes a free throw, hits a 29-footer, the crazy one on the left wing, um, and then Donovan makes that driving layup. Mike hits the 26-footer. The Jazz go up seven. So in about three and a half, four minutes between those two guys, just play after play after play, not always scoring either, you know, making making plays and facilitating as well. But uh, just dynamic performance by Conley tonight. I thought he was very, very good. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Your score, final score, 137 to 130. Jazz beat the Celtics. We'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one coming up next. Stay tuned. Uh, Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Donovan has Horford, five on the clock, top step back, left side three, he's good! Oh boy, what a shot. Incredible, mind-blowingly good. Jazz game night, post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. That was your play of the game right there, brought to you by our friends at the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection, lhmauto.com. Driven by you, 137 to 130 is your final score. Jazz beat the Boston Celtics. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. We'll have some stat nuggets thanks to our friend Tyson Ewing. Uh, does stats for the television broadcast, AT&T Sportsnet. That's coming up here shortly. Donovan Mitchell led the way tonight, 34 for the Jazz. He also had six assists. Uh, Mike Conley, 29 points, seven assists, four rebounds. Rudy, a double-double, 18-12, two blocks for Rudy as well. 16 for Bogdanovich, 12 for Royce O'Neal. In fact, Royce, 12 points, five boards, five assists. Jordan Clarkson with 11 coming off the bench. Joe Ingles had nine uh, coming off the bench as well. For the Celtics, Jason Tatum at 37. A lot of that damage coming at the line, 11 of 11 at the line. Al Horford with 21, nine assists and six rebounds. Uh, Dennis Schroeder had 26 tonight. Marcus Smart had uh, 15. As Boston really shot the ball well for the most part, too, Coach. Just uh, the Jazz uh, shot a little bit better, certainly from three, and hammered the Celtics on the glass. Yeah, they found different ways to win that game. Um, how about David Locke trying to go broadcaster jinx? You know, because the Celtics didn't miss a free throw tonight. But he stored it you know, very, very uh, strategically till that the last moments and uh, they, they were able to withstand that the broadcaster jinx they went 22 for 22 from the line um, and yeah I think that's one thing you take from it I think you say the jazz 
probably turned the ball over a little too much. And um, they've done a good job this year for the most part of guarding without fouling. But that second half, that's one little area that kind of got away from them too. But I'll tell you what, you take the W, uh, particularly when a game, you know, is played this well and an opposing team comes in and kind of gives you that kind of shot. All right, let's get some uh, stat nuggets, courtesy of our friend Tyson Ewing. Uh, he does stats for the broadcast on TV on AT&T Sportsnet, and he's nice enough to pass along a few to us in the postgame. You can follow him on Twitter, at TyEwing2, and I suggest you do. He's a really, uh, really good Twitter follow. All right, here we go. Jazz hit 27 three-pointers tonight. It's the second-most threes in franchise history. It's tied for the fourth-most three-point makes in a game in NBA history, the most three-pointers uh, the Celtics have ever given up in franchise history. Wow. That is, that's that's a lot of basketball, my friend. That's really good. Yep. Mike Conley's previous career high for most three-pointers without a miss was three. Tonight, he was seven for seven. Mike, Mike Conley was so good tonight. He was so good, and he was good from the very first minute. I mean, I just kind of had that mojo going tonight. But, man, he hit some big shots. Um all throughout the game, down the stretch, those those long threes were huge. Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell scored 20 of the first 25 points tonight, then scored the final 21 points of the game. Oh, my gosh. That's a pretty that's a pretty incredible stat right there. Uh, all right, uh, Utah closed the game by outscoring Boston 28-17 to in the final five minutes. They hit nine of their final 11 shots and scored on 11 of their final 12 possessions. And every possession was so huge. You know, we, we talked through the last five minutes, a four-point deficit. Um, but love that they had to go get that game and figure out what it took to win it. Um, I, I think there'll be some, some definite growth coming from this one. And finally, with Rudy on the floor, Boston shot 46%, and the Jazz were a plus 17. With Rudy off the floor, Boston shot 63%, and the Jazz were a minus 10. Rudy's good. That, that Rudy is pretty important to what they do. And he's so important. I mean, they build around him. We see it nightly. Um, but, yeah, Rudy impacts the game in so many different ways. And Boston tried to uh, get Rudy off his game. They tried to pull him out of the paint. They tried to switch everything. And, rough him up. And rough him up, yeah. And it didn't, it didn't make a difference. And Rudy still played great, and the Jazz were still clicking offensively. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's so hard to deal with. I, I thought Boston had a really good strategy. They really kind of just took the book from the Clippers in a lot of the, the way they spaced the floor and got Rudy kind of out of the play. But Jazz hung in there, did a great job of, of just continuing to deal with it. And I, I've told you time and time again, the way that you get better at something is, is reps, practice. And uh, the Jazz certainly got a lot of repetition tonight against switches, against physicality, keeping their heads, making clutch shots. All that stuff is a, is a plus. All right, uh, Coach Lacombe, let's get a few final thoughts from you on this one before we look forward to Sunday's matchup with the Cavs. I just think, you know, both teams played phenomenal. I think we were all treated to uh, about as good a game as as the NBA offers. I think uh, Tatum was spectacular. He's such a a great player. Um, And, man, when he's locked in like he was tonight, he's a really difficult guard. Um, But through it all, the Jazz, you know, ups, downs, you know, I think what everybody wants this team to do is is to win, and they figured out a way to do that. Um, I, I'm really impressed because the momentum of the game, particularly the last few minutes, um, you know, Jazz really took control of that game, even though they were at a deficit and things weren't going their way, and um, yeah, that's a great sign. Um, I just saw that Phoenix finally lost tonight. Golden State beat them, so 
Um, you know, the Jazz are, are they're in a great spot right now and uh, opportunity to to play an afternoon game on Sunday. Um, you know, it's been nice to have a little bit of rest. I felt like the Jazz looked a little bit rested tonight, but they'll be right back at it on uh, Sunday afternoon. All right, we want to say a big thanks to uh, David Locke, Ron Boone. Nice job calling the action as usual. Thanks to the broadcast assistants that uh, worked on the broadcast tonight. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jam- Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, of course, the title sponsor of the postgame show. Um, Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, as always, Coach Comb, you're the best. A lot of fun. That was a fun night tonight. Lots going on uh, in the arena, outside the arena. Again, congrats to all the, the local teams for their success. Yeah, crazy night Success all around. Everybody out there is feeling pretty good. I'm just wondering when we book our trip to Pasadena. I, I would imagine we Should have we get to that do... done. I think we, I, I think we deserve to go. I mean, we can do a remote for pregame. I know the, the first U- <laughs> the Utah Jazz have nothing to do with the Utah football program, but still, I but think we, I think we should be there. I think we should too. I think you know, and the Jazz do play New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, so maybe a couple of Jazz games down there. Yeah, that would the weather would be perfect. Terrific. Yeah, it would taking be. a parade. <laughs> Our next broadcast is coming your way Sunday afternoon. The Jazz will be in Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. That game will tip off at 1.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 12.30. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.